In the year 1831, biologist Charles Darwin began a faithful journey on the HMS Beagle. On that journey, Darwin formulated the controversial theory of evolution which has impacted society down to this day. Our goal is to punch holes in that theory, so we'd like to welcome you to Sink the Beagle. Fire one, Captain! boy, John, you are right on the mark as usual. I never miss when I have such a powerful, powerful vision of what needs to be hit there, and that is the HMS Beagle crazy ideas. I'm John Kerlinski. I'm Stan Hudson. We want to welcome you to another episode of Sink, Sink the, the Beagle. Beagle, where we take lighthearted looks, pot shots at creation and <laughs> evolution. Shots. We take pot shots at evolution with the torpedoes of creation lightheartedly because we have a lot of fun doing it, and it's the best way of doing it. But they are serious issues, and we enjoy doing it every week as we as we tape these programs. That's exactly right. Like Rush Limbaugh, we do it with half our brain tied behind our backs just because we want it to be fair. No, just kidding. Uh, We do want to talk about some serious things today, John, and we've been talking about a whole lot of things these last few weeks in Sink the Beagle uh, about uh, Christians' use of Scripture, what the New Testament even says about uh, creation and, and what seems to be the writers of the New Testament's view of creation, including Jesus himself. Today, we kind of want to keep that going and zero in a little bit of, on Jesus himself. Yeah, today I'd like to look at a phrase that occurs early on in the Gospel of Mark and in other places as well. Jesus um, made a special reference. Toward the end of Mark, there was a, a gentleman who came into a synagogue, a place mm-hmm. of worship. Mm-hmm. It was a Sabbath day. It was a church service. A church service. And mm-hmm. this man came in with a problem, and Jesus healed the man. And then he got into a big argument. The argument over Sabbath keeping mm-hmm. was what the Pharisees began to. But Jesus began the argument with a very interesting phrase. And we often focus on the idea that the Sabbath was made for man and we, not man for yeah, the, the Sabbath. Yeah, the purpose of Sabbath. The purpose right. of Sabbath. But mm. Jesus, before that, states a bigger reality, and he says, I can do this, i.e., heal a person on Sabbath, on this day, because I am Lord of the Sabbath. That's right. Uh, He uses the phrase, Son of Man, and uh, Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath, but in other places in the Gospels, he says specifically things like, who do people say that I, the Son of Man, am? So the Son of Man is Jesus, and he is saying that he was Lord of the Sabbath. That's a significant statement. Lord of the Sabbath? How can he be Lord of the Sabbath if he were a prophet or a good person or good teacher, righteous man? Because the Sabbath was instituted by the Creator. Is Jesus saying he is the Creator? It uh, seems to be that. He says, I am the one who made the day. I set it apart. I established it. I know what it was meant to be used for. Including recreating if needed? If needed. Well, actually, it's interesting that you have two recordings in the book of Exodus on the purpose of Sabbath. One as a memorial to creation. Mm -hmm. In six days, God made. On the seventh day, he rested and and invites us to enter into the blessings and the rest of that day. Mm -hmm. And later on, it talks about the God who saves in Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy 5, uh, at the beginning of the fourth commandment, it says that God 
intended Sabbath to be a memorial of redemption, of being brought out of Egypt. Redemption and restoration. Right. Crea- in a sense, a recreation of people into what they were intended to be in close fellowship with God all the time. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is talking to these Pharisees and Sadducees, and he's basically telling them, hey, I'm the one who made these things. And therefore, that is the reason why I have authority to recreate on the Sabbath. Well, the point of this would be at least the reason why I think we're steering onto this subject for today's Sink the Beagle, that Jesus is the creator. Now, no matter what else you think about this subject, whether you're into long age, short age, God did it, God didn't do it, or, or if however you're a Christian. you view if you're a Christian, this impacts your whole view of Jesus. The whole subject of creation impacts your view of Jesus. If you believe he was the creator, then now that kind of puts a different slant on the whole subject. Yeah, we have actually a torpedo text. I want to return, if you don't mind, I want to read it early once in there. Okay. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. I see you have it right there. I do. And it, uh, Fire it's away. talking about Jesus. It says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Wow. If you are a Christian believer and you want to go back to the New Testament concepts of creation It points to so firmly and so strongly and in no uncertain terms, it says Jesus is the creator. Mm -hmm. When we talk about the creation of God, we're talking about the creation of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The us of let us make man in our image. The us, the three. Mm -hmm. And therefore, that gives us insights to the nature of God Mm -hmm. that we serve and the nature of his creation and his relationship to it. That seems to add, that phrase you just read, that torpedo text, really puts the period quote on the idea of authority, Mm -hmm. where Jesus says, I am Lord of the Sabbath. Why is he Lord of the Sabbath? Theologically, Mm -hmm. I made it. Well, if you look at uh, one of the great interactions between Jesus and the religious leaders of his day was in John 8, uh, chapter 8, and toward the end of there, when they were kind of arguing over some points, Jesus said very directly when they asked him, who are you? He said, before Abraham was, and this is John 8, 58, before Abraham was, I am. Ego, I, me, in Greek, it's very clear, I am. Not I I existed before Abraham. In other words, before Abraham was, I was too. Mm -hmm. He's saying very specifically, I am. Now, why is the phrase, I am, significant? Well, that's the phrase that God chose to reveal himself to Moses there by the burning bush. Who, who sent me? The I am God. And, mm-hmm. and when he says that, by the way, later on in the Garden of Gethsemane, they all fall down like dead men because they should have yes. taken off their feet because they were really on holy ground in the very presence of, of God Almighty. That the, that the Hebrews understood what he was saying, that the Jews understood it. As they wanted John to stone him. John 8.59, as they picked up stones to stone him. Excuse me, blasphemy. He he was ex- he was saying I am. In other words, it's it's translated sometimes as Yahweh or Jehovah, the original name for God. He was taking 
the sacred name of God, the creator God, himself. as himself. Yeah. And, and, and you need to take this one more step, Stan. So when we okay. go back to our passage regarding creation and Sabbath, mm-hmm. we are Jesus is saying, I am, not I will be Lord, because often mm-hmm. some people associate resurrection with lordship. Right. Jesus is saying, I am Lord, not just because I'm going to rise from the grave. Not I will be Lord of the Sabbath. Right. I am Lord of the Sabbath day due to creation, and he remains Lord of the Sabbath. That's right. And, and therefore, when you go to uh, Revelation uh, 1 verse 10, John's in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's right. And that seems to be the most direct uh, 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 reference to what, if you want to define what Lord's day is, is mm-hmm. talk about the day that Jesus said he's Lord of. It's his day. And it's uh, the creator so, himself. So that would also, and, and you know, in my image, that, that means that go back to Mount Sinai with Moses on the the. The, the, the hill up above there with the thunder and the lightning and the earthquakes and everything and God writing with his finger on some tables of stone, that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. That was the, the I am, the Yahweh, writing, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, for in six days the Lord, i.e. me, you know, speaking, <laughs> created the world and, and everybody in it. So Jesus has this, he is taking this name and this position and this title on for himself. And again, it does kind of color, therefore, John, our whole thinking about these issues of creation evolution, if you're a Christian. Yeah, and and what's interesting, what Jesus does on that day is there's two more things, Stan. Jesus healed a person in, yes. the, in, the, in the passages that lead up to that uh, statement of Jesus. In other words, saying that I can use the Sabbath recreatively okay. and restore the same power that spoke the world into existence is the same power that allows people to be healed. It's still the same God who well, does both. Well, what would you say then to the person who would say the Sabbath was made for Jews? Well, Jesus says, no, I'm <laughs> Lord of the Sabbath. Excuse me. Let me say what the Sabbath is made for. The Sabbath was made for anthropos, mankind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is going back to the original uh, situation. Jesus isn't here debating the validity of the Sabbath of the Pharisees. He's debating what they have done with the day. He's debating their interpretation of how they should live mm-hmm. on this day and what they can and cannot do on the day. It's never uh, the question of authority or of time. It's right. debating the purpose of the day. Of all the Ten Commandments, Jesus spent more time talking about the Fourth Commandment, the Sabbath Commandment, than any of the others. So yeah. why would he spend so much time on something that was either nailed to the cross or temporary or for Jews or something? Only because they are so fundamental in identifying just who he is and what he is going to do and claims to do. He is the creator and the redeemer, and he's establishing himself as the God who has come as Messiah to save humanity. Is that why Ezekiel calls Sabbath a sign, a sign or or an indicator, a visible way of seeing the relationship between God and Creator and creature. And, and Savior and people, because in, like we say, Deuteronomy's version, I, I misspoke earlier, I said two times in Exodus, two times in the book of Moses, the Pentateuch, yeah, right. uh, the books of Moses, mm-hmm. are the Sabbath commands given, one commemorating the Creator right. and, and one commemorating redemption or the act of recreation that he is going to accomplish on the cross for us, mm-hmm. because both are supernatural events accomplished by the same person. 
And, and, and that's what we challenge our friends to think of is how big is your God? Who is Jesus? Is he the same as, is he one with his father? Are his commandments one? Is he one with his father in creation and in redemption? We find the spirit. We find them there at his baptism, the father, the son, and the spirit. We find him there at the cross. We find all of uh, of God there. So he, would this mean, John, then if you have, I, I don't have a better way of putting it, but if you have a low view or a weak view of creation or a, a millions of years, God was sort of started something kind of, kind of cranked up the engine, got it firing, you know, and, and then st- stood back and let everything else happen and suffering and death and evolution and all this. Does, if you believe that, how, how does that impact your view of Jesus? Yeah, I mean, how can you, you must, how does it impact your view of the New Testament? You know, there's mm-hmm. lots of scholars who want to put Genesis 1 to 11 in the realm of myth or or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then what do you do with the New Testament sayings in Jesus' own statement of his being, his nature, his purpose, whether it be mm-hmm. Paul writing about him or mm-hmm. whether Jesus speaking for himself in, in the Gospels, they declare him to be the God of the Old Testament, Yahweh, the, the I Am, yeah, the, the Jehovah, whatever. He's not only phrase. the Omega, but he's the Alpha, the beginner, uh, the beginning of all things. So uh, how can you possibly relate? And this is why I find it difficult. You're right. I part company also with other evangelicals who might say, uh, you it's know, a low let's view science. Of Christ. It's a low view of Christ. How can you talk about creation without Christ. talking about Christ? And, 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 the, and giving him all the glory due his name. He's not mm-hmm. just the lamb, though that's so mm-hmm. vital for our recreation right. and salvation. He's also, by the way, our high priest, yes. just as vital as the lamb. And, but more <laughs> importantly, under foundationally to all that, he's the creator. Yes, yes. Foundational to any the of that Lord is of this fir- the first fact of Christ is that he is creator. Mm-hmm. That's the first fact. And that's the first way we are introduced to him in Genesis 1. That's the first way John introduces him in his own gospel. In the beginning was the word. Mm-hmm. He introdu- before he introduces John, introduces Jesus as lamb, which he talks about more than any other uh, mm-hmm. person in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. He talks about him first as creator. Everyone wants a savior, but not everyone wants a Lord. Huh? <laughs> ouch, 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 ouch. Because he might just tell you how and why. But the irony is, is that as the commandment gives us, you are blessed if you enter into the things that God has blessed. You will mm-hmm. receive the blessing intended. Just as that man showed up at church because he believed the word of God and on the right time and the right day. And he was healed. He was healed. And maybe the believer here can find the same thing as they make Christ their Savior and Lord. Thanks for listening to Sink the Beagle. We'd like to send you a special gift just for being with us today. Write to our email address, beagle at lifetalk.net, and ask for your free copy of Dr. Dwight Nelson's book called Built to Last, A Thoughtful Look at Creation and Evolution. Ask for Built to Last when you write to Beagle at lifetalk.net. And be sure to listen in next time to another episode of Sink the Beagle. So join us here each week, my friends. You're sure to get a smile. From seven stranded castaways here on Gilligan's Island.